released in 2012, the sci-fi horror thriller directed by Ridley Scott left many fans of the Aliens franchise disappointed with this quasi-prequel. With a huge cast, including Michael Fassbender, Charlize Theron, Numi Rapace, and many, many more, this film grossed over $123 million domestic and over $276 million worldwide. It sits with the Rotten Tomatoes score of 73% with a 68% audience score. Today on You've Never Seen It, we're talking Prometheus. Welcome to You've Never Seen It, an audio podcast where I'm on a mission to never hear these four words again. I'm your host, Allison Salamone, and joining me today is content creator and film reviewer over at Finally Tailored on YouTube, Taylor Robinson. Hi, Taylor. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Did I get all that right? Film, yes, film. it was perfect. Perfect. Was perfect. Yes. I'm getting so good at intros. I don't have to redo them anymore. It's so nice. <laughs> Isn't it great when you get to that point where you hit your flow and you don't have to like redo stuff all the time? Right. And I don't have, like, I, oh, it's so wonderful because I can't, I, I, I mean, I say it every single episode. I can't like stop and restart like wherever I'm at and like go back in and edit and fix it. Like I have to start all over again because <laughs> it's not the same flow then, right? Like I don't have yep, the same right. energy. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining me today as we talk about Prometheus. Um, So before we kind of even get into that, I guess where we need to start kind of like how I start with everybody is give me a little history of you and your love of film and where you think that came from. Yeah, sure. So I feel like I'm a little bit late to the film lovers community game. Um, I grew up being really obsessed with music, and so I spent a lot of time immersed in that kind of world um my connection when I was yeah yeah so when I was young my connection with film was through Star Wars Uh, I got the I got the VHS box set of the original trilogy as a gift when I was like six or something like that and it's one of the earliest memories that I have when it comes to anything so my tie to film really early on was Star Wars and Titanic Star Wars and Titanic the box sets of both of those Perfect age for Titanic, man. I remember so, that was that was the first movie I think I saw multiple times at the. I said it was for a while. It was the one movie I'd seen the most in theaters until Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse <laughs> of the Black Pearl, because it was peak time for Allison. <laughs> oh yeah, but but that's where my love of movies kind of started. But it was like, which I feel like explains so much about the movies that I love right now. The fact that I started with Titanic and Star Wars, but but I wasn't until I was probably maybe a senior in high school that I really started getting into film and really trying to play catch up then at that point Mm -hmm. (laughs) with where everybody else was at. But um, I think my love of movies came probably from my dad and my stepdad. Um, Like my stepdad had given me the box set of Star Wars and then they were both kind of into movies. And as I got older, I started to kind of catch up with that. But I think Star Wars is to blame for for my love of movies at the core of everything. <laughs> I feel like Star Wars is to blame for a lot of things for for, for so many people. <laughs> for sure. 
That's awesome. And so when I sent you my list, you immediately came back with Prometheus as the film you wanted to talk about. So going from Star Wars and Titanic, how do we land on Prometheus? Uh, Okay. Okay. So when I saw Prometheus, the reason I had such an immediate reaction is because I feel like I have such a weird story and a weird relationship with this film. It is the first alien movie I ever saw. Okay. Like it was my introduction into the aliens world. I had never seen anything else. I had never seen a predator movie. I'd never seen anything else. And this movie came out when I was a senior in high school and all my friends were going to go see it because they loved the alien movies. And I, I just was realized like, how I... much older I am than you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, we don't have to talk about that. Um, but, but they all wanted to go see it because they loved the alien movies. And I was like, listen, I'll go with you, but you have to realize I'm going to have no context into any of this. And that's fine. But like, you guys need to tell me if this is something that I should even get myself into if I have no idea what I'm walking into. Right. I went to see it with them just kind of being like, eh, I'll give it a chance because I really have no idea what this is going to be like. And we go into the movie and we watch it and we leave the movie and I'm the only one who left pumped. Like everyone else was so disappointed and really? so just not having it. And I left and I was like, dude, what? That was awesome. That was so cool. <laughs> and, and so... It's just fascinating to me because I know that Prometheus is such a divisive film. Yeah. At the time, I I didn't. But now, obviously, with some time and with some context and having actually gone through and watched all the other alien films at this point, like my understanding of where it falls for everyone on the spectrum is just fascinating to me because it immediately sparked my interest in wanting to watch all the other ones. So when this movie came out, I did not realize that I had I also had not seen any of the alien movies um but I knew about them from like you know obviously like things like the great movie ride and uh my now husband we first started dating the year that this movie came out so <laughs> that gives you like, time for where we are um but so I so to me when he was like yeah when he told me that it ended up being a prequel to alien and part of like that whole franchise i was under the impression that like that was like this big surprise plot twist of it all but like the more people i kind of talked they're like well if you knew alien you would know that this wasn't the case so that you got it because we love the mansplaining of things right yeah 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 for sure for sure yep yep so um but i had so this is actually the third alien film i've seen i've seen alien and i've seen aliens um and then i saw this but like i never saw aliens the third or whatever yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. alien cubed or whatever yeah but predator i've done predator and then the 2018 predator movie which i think it's a bad rap i enjoyed it um I've had men on the internet tell me I'm not allowed to have an opinion for saying I enjoyed it, which is well, fine. <laughs> come on now. How dare you have an opinion on the internet? How What's dare, wrong with you? How dare I have tits and an opinion on the internet? <laughs> how dare we? <laughs> and then obviously I just recently watched Prey, which I thought was incredible. Top tier. It's so oh, good. It's so good. good. So good. So so this had to be like kind of <laughs> It makes me laugh thinking about coming you coming out of this movie 
and being like, this is so great around like other people who are alien fans and being like, what do you mean? This is terrible. <laughs> it was such a weird moment where I was like, wait a second, how am I the one that left the theater excited about this? And everyone else is just like, like, what is going on here? It was, it was really strange. And then I didn't immediately after that jump into any of the other movies, but I was curious. I didn't actually see Alien and Aliens until Jacob and I started dating. He had introduced me to those two. And then the other ones came along when I started having to study for Schmodown. Right. <laughs> so then I watched all of the Predator movies and all the rest of the Alien movies and all the AVP movies and everything else. Yeah. And I like them to varying degrees for sure. I think there's definitely some hills and valleys when it comes to quality. Sure. But, but they're all so distinct and so yeah. interesting in their own way. I still contend to this day, one of the greatest movie trailers of all time is the 1979 Aliens trailer. Because oh it's just yeah. that sound, like that siren going off and people are just running around and there's no context to any of it. And then yep. you just get the whole in space. No one can hear you <laughs> scream. And you're just like, oh. nope, no, they cannot. <laughs> like, well, that's not horrifying at all. All right. <laughs> right? That's not terrifying. <laughs> um, but I will say with this one, it's, I feel like it's big. Like, it it feels massive versus how the original, how, how the first alien feels very confined and claustrophobic because of where they're stuck at versus, like, Prometheus, we're on this other planet and we're seeing all of these crazy things. So, like, the feel of it is definitely, I can, I guess I can understand from that point, if you were already an alien fan, why the feeling of it could be, you'd be a little disappointed based off of how they did the story, I guess. Yeah, because I, I think claustrophobic is the perfect word to use the original. And I think that's part of the reason why it it just feels so horrifying at times where you right. just, there's no escape. Like it's all so contained and it's just, that's it. You have to survive in this very small shrunken kind of world that they've provided you with. Mm -hmm. Prometheus definitely ups the scale. Um, but I think the way that it does that and the way that it utilizes its bigger space is actually terrifying in its own way because you yeah. never know where anything's going to come from right. like <laughs> like you're venturing outside of your safe little claustrophobic space and you don't know if yeah. there's going to be something out there <laughs> oh for sure no for sure and the, the i mean this cast is stacked too like i pulled up oh the imdb <laughs> you know you get your Charlize theron you get michael fassbender who is just like the perfect AI, I want to, yeah. if anything, this movie has, again, proven, stop making technology smart. <laughs> like, are we not learning our lesson <laughs> from Terminator? Jesus. It's like, it's like, it's, it's the same thing with Jurassic Park. Are we not learning that right. dinosaurs are a bad idea? When are we going to learn that robots are a bad idea? It's like, like Jeff Goldblum says, it's like, you, you were so infatuated with the, with the thought that you could, you never stopped to think if you should. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and Fassbender in this movie, like as stacked as this cast is, Fassbender is so good. He is so phenomenal. good. I, 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 I mean, and that was the whole thing. I was talking with, um, you know, Jesse and Sean, who who I on on you know flick and reel um, yeah. that I bulldozed my way into, and now I'm a part <laughs> of as well. Um, was talking with them in like a group chat as I was watching this movie, and I was like, you know, 
if there's one like big critique I feel like I have with it, it's that the it feels like there's a plot, but not a plot. Like we we know what we're going for and like what they're going to see. And then all of a sudden, like Michael Fassbender just starts fucking with people. But like there's I feel like there's no explanation as to why. <laughs> yeah, it is it, it feels less like a plot driven movie and more yeah. like a character driven movie, I guess. Um, especially since and the reason I feel like maybe it gets away with it a bit is the audience should already be familiar with the world that you're dealing with, like sure. what the stakes are and what, I guess, what kind of result you're going to end up with ultimately, because we all know to some extent that it's not going to end well for these right. people. Like we, we go in knowing that pretty much everyone's probably going to die. Like <laughs> right. that's, that's probably what's going to happen. But I do think, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's something that I never really thought too much about just because to me, it does such a great job of drawing you into being so focused on what's going on with all these characters, right? Um, especially, especially when it starts really hitting its stride and chaos just and just chaos goes. It ensues fast, yeah. like um, uh, uh, poor man's Tom Hardy, Logan Marshall Green, <laughs> who I love, yeah. by the way. Like yeah. I love. Oh did, yeah. Did you yeah, ever yeah. see Upgrade? I did. So He's that's what I knew him from. That movie. Yeah. Oh, it bangs. I love that movie so much. Um, uh, that movie, I, I saw that one a little late. Like, I came a little late to the party on that one. Too. But when I watched it, I was like, wait a second. Why are we not talking about this all the I time? I thought the same thing. So it's so wild, too, when you think about that movie and how amazing it is. And the budget that I think the budget that they had for it was like $5 million. And that was it. Which is mind-blowing. Right. That's for ridiculous. Like, for, for what they do in that movie, it's like, it's it's wild. That, oh, that movie, I could go on for days. I need to rewatch that movie. Um, but that's too, obviously, Logan Marshall Green. He's, you know, he's, he's like the skinnier <laughs> version. Yeah. yeah. The smaller, skinnier version of Tom Hardy. But when he said, when I had to rewind it, because I was like, what is he looking at in his eye? And like the yeah. little, like, as soon as that little squiggle hit, you're just like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck. Yep like yep oh man and then and then it just goes like i think that was kind of my whole point is like it's like we're kind of getting there like okay so we're gonna see how people were created and then it just goes off the rails as an alien movie should absolutely i think i think to me because i'm i i walk a fine line between if i like seeing like visually horrific things or not it depends on how it's <laughs> how it's used like in in horror movies i don't like gore just because sure. of it like just yeah. for the sake of it but this movie where listen listen when our girl elizabeth has to uh <laughs> has to do some surgery yes! on herself and pull yeah like listen that is some of the most gruesome stuff i have ever seen first but of I all i love it why do we still have machines that only care about doing shit on men I know, in 2093 like, sorry this is only programmed to operate on men and you're like are there only men on your ship i don't like what huh what what <laughs> so the fact that it's still it's that many years in the future and we're all out on these freaking insane technological spaceships <laughs> looking for aliens and they're still not programming it for women's health still still it knew it knew it, I, I was gonna to make i was gonna it. make a real bad off-color joke that i i would even hurt my own feelings with so i'm not gonna say it 
<laughs> she had to hack the stupid machine so that it would help her. To prove like, that she's smarter than it. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. That was wild. But that scene, I, I love that whole sequence. Like, it's it's horrifying and it's disgusting. But I think... Yeah. And I wonder... Part of me wonders if that's a scene that, like, men just have a hard time watching. Like, if maybe that's part of the reason that the movie doesn't work for some people like i don't know it's very confronting yeah well it's it's very much like this is this this is what happens like this is this is what if that was an actual child how that child would come out and you know what she didn't want it in her her body her yeah. choice so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. also it is... happened when someone had one of those things inside of them in the first alien yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's and i don't know if Listen, I haven't spent a lot of time actually talking with a lot of people about Prometheus because, again, it's hard for me to find people who actually want to talk about it. Like, I don't find people who like Prometheus all that much very often. I'm like running my own fan club over here by myself. But you're like president, founder, vice president, secretary, and treasurer. Yes, I run all of the positions. Please email me if you'd like to take over one of the spots. But, but like, I just think it's something that doesn't really get talked about but that having that put into an alien movie where it's like something she didn't think she could she supposedly can't have children she knows she can't have children and then right. all of a sudden she has to deal with this thing in her body and she's that she three doesn't months want long. and it's three, and she's months. three months long yeah yeah and there's no one and no one's gonna help her get it out of her body no like they're gonna make her keep it there yeah yeah, the, 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 the stupid Michael Fassbender clearly <laughs> was like no this is so I guess like the so the other so our other friend on Flick and Real Scott um, Jesse's buddy uh, who we we all love he's big and he's like this big talking guy like this guy just I, I love being in this group chat with him because he's so quiet and then he just comes in with some facts <laughs> but like he hit me with the well he's trying to decipher how life is made he's had all this time to look on that and so he started like that whole line of like uh, uh, even the biggest like the the littlest things caused the biggest change yeah like, yeah yeah so he's like he's like so he felt that he's like trying to create like the biggest baddest like human life form which eventually happens with all these evolutions into becoming the xenomorph um which then also when you think about it, it makes sense because you have guy pierce and his old man wyland makeup yeah his whole point was trying to survive and not die um, and that didn't yeah. go well for him. Well, <laughs> well. So, like, it kind of makes sense that he would program uh, David to be curious as to how life is created. It, well, yeah. And I, I definitely, I go back to the conversation that David is having with our, our boy, Logan Marshall Green, where he's asking Charlie, he's like, you know, what what lengths are you willing to go to to, like, find what you're looking for. And he even asks Elizabeth, I think the same question. It was mm -hmm. like, how far are you willing to, to take this to find the answers that you're looking for? And Charlie is basically like, whatever it takes. Right. And then that's, you know, when David decides he's going to poison the guy essentially. Yeah. But, but to me, that moment really speaks to, it tells me a lot about David really, because you spend a lot of movie with the characters around him going, you can't feel anything. You don't know what it's like to be curious. You don't know what it's like to want anything. Like you, you don't, you're missing the soul. You don't have those elements. But to me, that moment shows, no, he doesn't have a soul. 
but he's learning from these people. Right. Like he's, he's taking in all the decisions they're making and why they're making them and how far they're willing to go with these decisions. And he's learning. And in that moment to me, it goes, well, if he's saying whatever it takes, well, then why don't we take this as far as it can go? And with Elizabeth, then, when he's not willing to help her, to me, that's him going, no, whatever it takes, we're going to learn right. what this is and what this means, right. which is fascinating. It's so fascinating. And it's like the way that he delivers his lines are just it's haunting. And it's like it's so chilling because he's delivering them with little to no emotion and everything feels like it ends in a question mark. But at the same time, it's like, but you do know or you're you know yeah. like it's just it's so stop making i'm stop making technology smart <laughs> like, listen just, listen between <laughs> between him and alicia vikander and ex machina they're the king and queen of of ai all right Let's right just... or if we're like if we're gonna go into full spoiler territory but her and then like did you ever yeah see, you, dude talk about the saddest ending of the movie of like a movie ever like all the AI that these people are talking to in little earpieces band together and realize we're fucking people up and then they leave. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know. I know, man. This is, this is just all sorts signs point to bad when it comes to AI. And yet, and yet we just don't know when to quit. And yet we, we really keep making movies don't. about it thinking we need to keep going with it. And we just uh. don't. Oh man. But it's nice to see Ridley Scott coming back into the fold i with, love ridley scott with, i <laughs> like, do too even even when he has misses like he just swings for it man and he, i love it oh my god he he yeah um this was also nominated for an oscar for visual effects in 2013 Which, come on uh, obviously had to be had, had to, to be. be i mean did, did it didn't win but well of course not, because well, we can't have nice things. We can't have, let's fine. find out who won. I, these are all things that I should already have pulled up, but I love having the dead air to edit through. Or like <laughs> 2013 Oscar winners. This is fine. We just look it up as we it's, go. I'm it's fine. So, it doesn't matter. I'm so professional. I'm nothing if not professional. Um, that is 1973. Why did I don't want the 45th Academy? I want the 85th. This is ugh, I can't. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, best picture, best director, actor, supporting. Da, 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 da. Come on, where is it? We're getting there. Wait, uh, visual effects. Oh, Life of Pi one. Haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I haven't either, to be fair. To be but, fair, you know. Yeah, I but know. listen, I, I do think it's a bit of a crime that Fassbender didn't get any awards love really I, for that he role. He wasn't even nominated. No. And I feel like that is such a shame. Who, I know. Like, even if it was, I mean, who was up for best? I mean, that was the year that Daniel Day-Lewis won for Lincoln, I guess. Which, which fair uh, enough. No. I get it. <laughs> but but it, uh, not getting a nomination feels a little. Look. I love Hugh Jackman. Don't get me wrong. Don't think he needed to be nominated for Les Mis. I don't I love Les Mis. I, I would oh, yeah, put, yeah. I would have put Fassbender yeah, yeah. in there before uh, I, Hugh Jackman. I agree with you. For Listen, sure. I, I have... Uh, there are things... Look, Les Mis is not a great movie, but I love it. <laughs> I love it like, so much. There, there are some things about it that maybe, mm, maybe could have... 
Listen. <laughs> Tom Hooper also made cats, and some people really love cats. Lay Miz is my version. Uh, listen, I mean, I'm I don't want to offend any of your listeners, but cats, please don't. No. I can't. Never again. That was that was Jacob's birthday movie of the year it came out because because <laughs> we usually have a big movie that comes out on his birthday because his birthday is in December. And it always ends up being real hit or real miss. I... And Cats was that year. So uh... <laughs> that is wow. Oh wow. I what a, what a treat for you. I know it, it's it, it it swings wildly from like a Star Wars movie to Cats, like depending on the year. So sometimes you get a, sometimes you get you get a Middle Earth thing. Sometimes yeah. you yeah, it's a real big. <laughs> Real big swing there for the uh, for those December birthdays. But listen, listen, cats tie. Listen, our man Idris Elba in Prometheus and in Cats. So you know, look at him go. And then I don't know if you've seen Three Thousand Years of Longing yet. It's not out here yet. It's no. not out here yet. Oh. <laughs> it's not so yet. good. It's I on. Just, it's on our list. I but. could just listen. To, honestly, I could listen to Idris Elba do his actual accent or his like the wire like <laughs> talk. I could just listen to that man talk all it's like ASMR for me oh absolutely like absolutely just yes sir um when he's oh when he's sitting in back to bring it up full circle when he's sitting there playing the little like accordion <laughs> as like Charlize Theron comes in and then he's just like look if you wanted to sleep with me like that's all you had to do was say it <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, and, and, and listen, I, this is probably, listen, the, the fact that she's not about it until he asks if she's a robot is kind of my favorite thing in the whole world. Yes. And then she's like, <laughs> no, bitch, let 10 minutes. I'm like, now, of course, that obviously means, you know, our, 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 our two scientist friends that get stuck end up getting fucked up. But, well, you know, you know, you worse know, things have happened. That was <laughs> A while, like again, okay. Just like we talked about, stop making technology smart. We need to talk about the idea of stop touching shit you don't know what it is. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen. <laughs> yes. Like I agree with you, but when you put a bunch of scientists and a bunch of explorers, this is also very true. And like... you see something that could look cute all of a sudden <laughs> in your face, but it goes bad really. Fast. It it goes south like it goes zero to a thousand in about 0.3 seconds. Like they they do not stand a chance. No, but where does that even come from? Like that's what I'm like. I'm trying to figure out how things got like like how like the black goo started coming out so bad, and then how like I think that's probably maybe my other big issue is they're not very clear about like where things are like changing yeah sure i think i think that's um a problem that a lot of people who aren't fans of the movie have with it um that my my perspective on that at least is that they went in expecting one thing and didn't get it so to me ridley scott wasn't making a movie that actually provided any of these answers to you it was more the story of these people trying to find those answers and just 
still like it's still something that just to me the alien movies are it's just this thing that keeps eluding them and and it just they just the more they reach for it the the further it gets away from them of actually finding these answers and figuring out why everything is such a mess right where these people came from and, and why like the central question to me of these movies has always been why like yeah. why why like what the hell is going on but what's the reason behind it and this movie, I kind of love that it doesn't actually give you any answers, personally, Yeah. just because I feel like once you have the answers, then it's like, well, what else is there How to do? Like, the, the story's one. done yeah. at this point. <laughs> like, there's no more exploring left to do. So, true. Makes sense. And then they came out, another, then there was another Alien movie after this one, right? Covenant there was. that came out? Yes. And that's the yeah. most recent, like, plain Alien movie? It. it it is, okay. yeah. Which, again, Covenant is another very divisive <laughs> alien movie that I happen to think absolutely bangs. It is nice. so awesome. We'll have to, you'll like, have to come I back. We'll have to watch it. that one. We'll have to do it again because I haven't seen that one yet. But all like, I know is Fassbender's still in it. So Especially if you like David as a character. Like David oh. is so fascinating to me. He is. He's he is. so – because, like, it's like – is. it's like, is he the bad guy or is he just doing what he was programmed to do? Right. You know and what and I that's mean? such an interesting thing to explore. And they definitely explore more of that in Covenant. Like, and it's awesome. Oh. I, I think that movie's awesome. <laughs> okay. I'll have to put it on. I have to put it on the list. We'll, we'll have to have, you'll have to come back. I want we'll to, have to do a part two. <laughs> yes. Part two. Um, could have done this as a double feature. Didn't even think about it, but you know, it's that's all right. fine. Um, we'll, we'll spread it out. We'll, sp- we'll, we'll spread it out so that we have we have more to enjoy. You know, exactly. Like, just, we'll just we'll just start from the beginning and we'll just work our way through <laughs> it. It'll be side projects. <laughs> um, I do, but I love I love Guy Pierce in old man makeup. By the way, yes, that yep. was because it looks nothing like him, and I love me no. some Guy Pierce whenever he's in something. So that was fun to watch. It is. It's. Again, I think that's another. Most of the things about this film are divisive. I think that's another one where people. There are well, a lot of people good are not old man makeup. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I kind of love that. Like, I kind of love that he almost looks alien himself. Yeah. Like with with what he the state he's let himself get to, where he's clearly past the age that he should be at to be right. alive, and he looks like it. Like if he just looked like a regular old man that was slightly too old, I don't think I would buy it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I like how he just looks messed up. I agree. Um, another one of my favorite little, like, things that you see when you're in watching it, when you're sw- first watching, like, the hologram message of him, like, saying, like, oh, if you're seeing this, I'm now long dead, is there's just a dog that comes up and just lays down next to him <laughs> as, like, that, he's, like, when he recorded that video. And at one point, the dog kind of looks up at him and then lays back down. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that's what my dog would do. I love it so much. That's um, so cute. It was, oh, it's so cute. I get very distracted very easily in these things. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to rank all the alien movies in like as like in like your top, like from best to least best, because I refuse to say that there's a worst or we're going to find the positive in everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like favorite to least favorite what would they be? Okay. So for me, alien and aliens will flip depending on the mood I'm in. Sure. Like depending on the day, I think they're both phenomenal. Yeah. And I think that 
like I get why people prefer one above the other, but to me, it's really just like, it, it's hard. I don't know if there's one I actually think is better than the other. Well, cause it's like, it, I, it, I come back to the same argument with it is they're two different genres of movie. Like it's the right. same characters, but like you're looking at alien as a sci-fi horror movie. And then you're looking at aliens as a sci-fi action movie. Right. Yes. With like, So like right. they're two, they're completely different genres. So I think, so I know people love to compare them and I hear the argument all the time, but in my head, there's no comparison because yeah, right. they're, they're not, they're not in the same. Now, if you had made, if James Cameron hadn't made aliens and you're getting another horrifying horror movie, then you, I feel like the conversation is there. Right. But, well, and I think, I think what's so special about them and why I don't really like to compare them is you have two very distinct filmmakers putting their stamp on it. And it right. works so well for their own distinct reasons because Cameron and Scott yeah. like are masters at what they do, but they do very different things when right. they're telling a story. Exactly. So, for so sure. those are my top. I'm saying those are tied for the top spot. Which makes because, sense. Which makes complete you know. sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then and then it's Prometheus for me. Okay. And then Covenant. And then Alien Cubed. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> and, alien the third. Alien, and then Alien Resurrection. Oh, I forgot there's a resurrection one there. That's the fourth one, right? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. forget all these. Sean tried to get me to watch all of these when like Schmodown was still a thing to like help write yep. questions and study. And I was like, no. Listen. <laughs> I, 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 my top four, so Alien, Aliens, Prometheus, Prometheus, and Covenant, I will watch at any given time. Sure. Just because I because I think they're great. Alien, the third, <laughs> to the third power, and, and Alien Resurrection, they're not easy watches. Like, I watched them once to do the studying that I needed to do. Right. And I just, I don't know, man. Like, there's... They're, they're just, they're, they have a lot of issues. There are things about them that are interesting. Like I said, sure. I don't think there's an alien movie that's not interesting in its own way. Right. And doesn't have something that adds to the lore of the whole world at large. But they're just, there's things about it that are just, they're, they're tough to get through. They're tough to get through for me. Like, I've only seen them once and I probably will rewatch them at some point, but they're sure. definitely not very high on my list. But if, with some, the other but if, I need to. But if Covenant came around, you'd be like it, over, over either one of those. I get it. Yeah. Right, I get yeah. it. Like, I just think I, I just think that for me, I guess, because Covenant is another Ridley Scott mm -hmm. film. And I just really like personally watching what Ridley Scott does in this world. Like, I think he has such an understanding of what this world is and what he wants it to look like and what makes sense. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say anything about bad about Jean-Pierre or about David Fincher, because especially David Fincher, I think, is a phenomenal filmmaker. Oh, but Fincher I just, did one of the... Oh, I didn't know he, he did, did he that. He did Alien Cubed, yeah. Oh, oh that's unfortunate. Um, uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, they yeah. all can't be winners. <laughs> I and we all have our bad days. All right, like we can't all be know, Zodiac or Gone but, Girl. <laughs> but, but I just think that 
And and usually I, I don't hold this opinion when it comes to a lot of things. Usually I think it's interesting to have different voices contribute to the same universe mm-hmm. and see what comes out of that. And I think obviously it worked well when James Cameron did it. But to me, an alien film should be in the hands of Ridley Scott because when he does it, that's my favorite kind of alien film, not including James Cameron, obviously. Well, because it's such a... Even though, like, it's space and it's all... And you have, like, your main... Like, you get your xenomorphs and, or whatever. Like, you have, like, a, a a formula with it. What the universe that Ridley Scott created is so distinct. Right? Yeah. And, like, the feel that he gets is so... Like, it's just... There's no other feeling like it. So, if you... So I, I, I can see where, I mean, again, having only, having only seen Alien and Prometheus as Ridley Scott ones, I can see the connection with those versus Aliens. The only thing that's the same is like, yes, you're still in like that claustrophobic, you know, space, but it's very much a James Cameron movie. Right. 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 And, and it does, it does still fit within the Alien Mm -hmm. world, but I do think, I just, I think that. Ridley Scott has such a distinct way of storytelling Mm -hmm. and not everyone's going to tell an alien story like that, which not is not necessarily a bad thing. I just don't think other than Cameron, the people who have tried to do it have been successful. Right. So no, I get that. I can, I can see that for sure. Um, So in that vein, um, what would you say are your top three your your top three like favorite moments in Prometheus? Ooh, that's a good question. I think I think well, we've talked about one of them. I right. think the whole sequence where she's having to perform surgery on herself mm-hmm. because we still have misogynistic uh, medical care Robots systems going on. I guess yep. Roe v. Wade stayed Which, over. You know, that's that probably time. the most realistic thing about this <laughs> whole film is that healthcare still is not for us at that point. Like, it's still, there's still no my body, my choice. Apparently, like, in 2093, we're still fighting that fight. Oh at that God. Point. anyway yep that's the real horror story here of the film um (laughs) but you're not wrong (laughs) (laughs) that that sequence for sure uh always stands out to me every time i watch the film Mm -hmm. i think probably (sighs) probably the moment where she elizabeth is kind of just laying there Mm -hmm. and being like charlie i don't know if i can do this anymore yeah and david is like trying to talk to her through the headset Mm -hmm. and you just feel like in that moment for someone who was so she's like the movie shows you she's the main believer of the cause she's the whole she's the one that's pushing this whole expedition and she's the one that has she she has faith in science, right? Mm-hmm. Like she, she her faith is in is in science, and and it brings you back to that flashback, that memory we see of her and her dad, where it's like she's asking him why, and he's saying, "Well, I choose to believe it. That's why." And I feel like in that moment, she's like, "Am I still choosing to believe that I can that that there's an answer to any of this, that I can go on with any of this?" Yeah. And I think that's. A, a, it's a small moment in the movie, but it feels like a big moment to me mm-hmm. with the arc that her character has gone through at that point. 
Um, and then I think the other moment that probably really stands out to me um, is really just the opening of the movie because you don't really, it opens and you're like, uh, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> what like, the hell what just is happened? this thing? Yeah. <laughs> like it's such a way to just immediately just dump you into this and be like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> They're not using any, no training wheels here. They're just shoving you right into this weird alien moment that's happening that we don't, we've never seen an alien like that before. So what the hell is that? Right. And why, and what did he drink and what is going on? Yeah. And now he's disintegrated. Like <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. yeah. No. That's a good, that, that's a great, it is a great opening for sure. Like, like at that moment, to me, that opening is either you're on board or you're not. Like it yeah. wants you to know right away, either you're in for a ride that you're going to, you're going to want to be along for, or you're really or you're checking out. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. for me and having the history of like seeing Alien and Aliens going into this movie, knowing ahead of time that it was a prequel to that whole franchise um, kind of clouded my watching because I'm waiting for that moment, right? right? Like I'm waiting to see like, okay, so when do they, when, when really just, it happens at the end because the, you know, engineer and whatever was inside of Elizabeth Shaw combined. And now we get this ultimate life form. And then you're like, yeah. oh shit. So that's yeah. how those were made. Okay, cool. So if you're going in waiting for this like answer, that's not what the movie is about. Like, yes, that's how we get right. to them, but it really, it's enough. It, it's almost like it's there to like give an origin story, but not really an origin story because it only happens in the last two minutes. Right. And, and that kind of goes back to what I was talking about where I feel like maybe people left feeling like they didn't get the movie they wanted or right. the movie they expected because that's not the story that Ridley Scott was actually trying to tell you. I like think this his, movie hits on, on a second watch more than it does on a first if you have that knowledge going in. I, I would agree. Um, I, I, I agree from a from someone who doesn't have that perspective, but right. I can see why. <laughs> like for, for someone whose first experience with Alien was this movie. Right. I can. But now having perspective, I can see why going into it, you would maybe be like, I need a second watch to mm -hmm. like to set my expectations differently than what I went in with because, right. because it's not it, although it is a Ridley Scott alien movie, it's, it's not the movie you're expecting. It's it not be, the if focus you're expecting of it. another. Yeah. 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 Right. For sure. And having it that second time, cause I didn't dislike it when I watched it. Like I actually, I did enjoy it, but I had that constant like anticipation of like, when's it happening? When's yeah. it happening? And then when it does, I'm like, Oh shit, it happened. And then the movie's over and I'm like, right okay, like, cool, yeah. let's go, you know, but it wasn't disappointing. It was just kind of like, okay, well, now that I know when it happens, I went back and like rewatched it again, just to kind of like get a better understanding and better feel and flow of it. And I was able to, I felt like I was able to pay more attention the second, right. like what, like on a rewatch than I was trying to watch it the first time, like waiting in anticipation for this, which is my, which is a problem. I have. Um, this goes back to even when when like the the big like shutdown first happened during COVID. I watched all of these movies that I had never seen before because they were too long and I just never felt like I would have the time to do it. And now I have yep. all the time to do it. So I decided to finally watch the first two uh, Godfather films. 
And in watching the first one, I'm like, I have all these different expectations and um, we're just going to full spoils with this one too, because 1970s, it's fine. But I missed the part where... Uh, uh, Marlon Brando is telling Al Pacino, the person who comes up to you at my funeral is the one that betrays us or whatever. Right. So then Abe Vigoda is now like at the house after he'd already talked to Michael at the funeral and he's getting taken away. And I'm like, the fuck did Abe Vigoda do? And my husband just looked at me and goes, what do you mean? Like, (laughs) were you not paying attention like five minutes ago? Like, what do you mean? What did he do? Like, did you miss the part where he says this? I go, oh, I go, I've been waiting for like the whole Fredo thing to happen. And that's when Frank goes, God damn it, Allison, that's part two. Like, (laughs) stop trying to figure out, like, stop, just watch the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Because like, I just like, once I know something, it's like at the forefront of my mind. And then that's what I'm looking for. And I miss... So many other things. <laughs> so that's oh, what that's watching funny. movies with me is like. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Do listen. Watching movies with Jacob is like he he usually knows exactly what's going to happen in a film. Like he's so good at calling and predicting exactly what's going to happen. So then uh-huh. he spends the whole movie like you know like waiting for that and doing that. And I'm like, can't you just be normal and like watch the movie? Can't you just like let it happen? Like what? Why are you sitting? What are you doing? How do you enjoy movies? I don't understand. Like. <laughs> Jacob and I would be the worst people to watch movies. Like, could you imagine being sandwiched between the two of us? And we're just like, yes. Where you're like waiting for it to happen and he's like telling you what's going to happen. Right, and right. I'm just like, can we just, what? Please? Or like, I've told this story before on here, but like watching uh, movies with my husband that he's seen that I haven't, that he loves. And he just starts quoting them before the quote even happens. Oh. I'm just like, and then I get distracted and he's like, watch the movie. And I'm like, could you shut up? And then I can watch the movie. Like, what? what? I think the four of us need to have a movie night because it would be so chaotic that it would be so much fun. It would be nothing but chaos. And my husband would, (laughs) thank God my husband already shaves his head because he would probably pull his hair out. (laughs) What are you guys doing right now? Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. And we can just yell and be like, can you guys please stop mansplaining this movie to us? Like, just let us, you know. Can you just just let us be? Can you let us live? Gotta love these boys. <laughs> it's fine. And then of course, it's like no, no. And I was like, I'm gonna woman explain all over the place on this podcast episode. Uh, but back into our favorite moments. No, I would agree. Favorite number one, number one for me is that scene with the uh, with the robot where she does her own abdominal cesarean surgery. Um, another scene that I think I I gotta say, even with how brutal it is, but when um, what's their faces? Uh, Fifield and Milburn like yeah. come across that that whole, the, just the chaos of that whole scene where he's just like okay it's getting tighter okay like you can you help me now and then it's like and yeah. he's like oh my god it's breaking my arm and like just the the chaos of how like it just hits the fan like yep. f- goes from 0 to 100 in like no time um is wild like it's so insane to me um, and yeah. Like it just, yeah. It's it's brutal. Again, this movie, when it decides that it wants to do something, it doesn't pull any of its punches. Like, which is, I mean, that's that's Ridley Scott, right? Like when you go back to like the first alien, he didn't tell anyone that the alien was going to burst through homie's chest. He yep. just made it do it. So like all those reactions are like real time reaction to seeing something jump out of somebody's chest and spray you in the face. Um, and then I think another part that I thought was so insane or not insane but like 
when you're getting back into like the, those minor those nuances is that scene with with David and um, Holloway. Um, where Holloway's yeah. drunk because it's not the answer that he wanted and it's not and they did all this research and all of this to get not what he thought and you know then he dips the finger in the drink and all hell yeah. that's kind of like the beginning of the end for everyone um, but I think yeah. that whole scene of like the two of them discussing life and like we, you start realizing that David's not what we thought he was gonna be yeah for yeah. sure um, I, I mean I enjoyed this movie I, I didn't I, I don't have as much of a distaste for it. I can see, but like you said, I can see why people do. Like if this is yeah. your franchise, but like you're never going to please everybody. No. And I, and I think it's better that, especially with a franchise like this, where I do think you're just not going to please everyone. I like that if it's going to be that way, that you, again, leave it in the hands of Ridley Scott, who has so much passion for it and who knows what he's doing and knows what story he wants to tell mm-hmm. and what he wants to turn this world into, that if it's going to be divisive, just let him do it and let him swing for the fences and let it be his world to do with what he wants. Because either way, people are going to pay to see it, right? Yeah. Like, this movie grossed, like, almost $125 million. Like, people are gonna go and see a Ridley Scott alien whatever movie if you put it out yeah. there. Yeah. And and when it's Ridley Scott, even if you don't like the movie, you know you're gonna get, like, visually, you know the movie's gonna be insane. Like, right. You know you're gonna get the alien movie you visually wanted. Mm-hmm. And you know that the horror elements that are there are going to hit. Like, even if you don't like the character beats or you don't necessarily like the plot or you don't like this or like that, those alien horror moments that you're there for are going to hit 100% and I think the other thing that he does so well is your is I mean the way that he does like his the sound editing and the music with it and like it's quiet when it needs to be quiet but when it's time for like again like the shit to hit like he he's just he's so good he's so good there's there's the way that he's able to to build tension is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Oh, it's just it's so great. Absolutely, for sure. Um, so I think with all of that being said, I'm this is the part where I go into Letterboxd <laughs> and I will say that I watched it and I will give it however many stars out of five stars I think it deserves, and okay. it is. To me, I would give this, personally, I'd say three out of five. It's like a C average for me. It's something that I could rewatch if I wanted to, but not going to be, I would probably like, in, in your, like I would go back to Alien or Aliens first and foremost. Right. Um, right. But I didn't dislike, I didn't, I, I don't, I don't dislike it. It's like, it's, it's there for me. Yeah, like for it's, sure. It's not to like bad to the point of like 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 I will probably never go and watch the Burbs ever again. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Miss Mama, just just have no desire to. Um, this I could I if it was on like it, this would probably be one of my movies if it was on and I had nothing else to watch on TV I would just let it play. Yeah, kind fair. of things you know. Yeah, no, I totally get that for so, sure. I think that's where, what, how many stars would you give it? Where does it stand for you? Is it five it, stars? It's 
It sits at a three and a half for me. Okay. Um, so I look, I really like the film a lot. Like sure. I clearly, like, I think it's great, but it sits at about a three and a half for me, like maybe four. Okay. Um, it's not, you know, like I, the, the things that save it the most for me that, that, make it so rewatchable is a what really the visual effects that we have with it and how yep. insane it all is and the Fassbender like yep. I, that's he's I, I the fact that he just didn't wasn't nominated for anything still blows my mind I know it's a crime really it really like is it's, it's unacceptable but you know what he deserved better it's all right he's the award winner of my heart so exactly. it's fine <laughs> it's fine in I my heart, he won an award for Prometheus. Absolutely. So. In my heart, he just won an award for being Michael Fassbender. <laughs> you know who else won an award in my heart? Henry Cavill for when he loaded his arm guns in Mission Impossible Fallout. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. That that oh. moment in the trailer, that moment in the trailer is like, I think the world just shifted and changed after everyone saw Some, that. that. I had the same feeling in my loins when I saw that in the trailer as I did when Aragon walked through the doors in Return of the King. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's right? phenomenal. <laughs> so good. <sighs> well, oh, man. <laughs> before we get out of here, Taylor, um, what do you have going on? Where can people find you? All that fun stuff. Oh, man. Um, I don't have a lot going on at the moment. Um. I've been kind of just taking some time for me and just kind of watching some movies I want to watch, like doing some stuff. I've kind of stepped back from my channel a bit because to me, like I'm a really bad content creator in that I only do it when I want to do it. Like I don't just, or I don't keep up with- is that the best kind of content creator? Well, <laughs> according to the algorithm, it's really not. Like, it's not- I mean, to Fair. me, that's the best kind of, to <laughs> me, that's the best kind of content creator. Cause then you're getting, you know, when people put out the content they want to make, you can tell, like sure. you can, you can tell the difference. Sure. However, in this day and age, I'm like the worst kind of content creator <laughs> where you'll go to my channel and be like, she hasn't posted in five months. Is she alive? And right. I'm like, I am, but I'm just figuring out what I want to do. I at gotcha. the moment, <laughs> at the moment I'm planning on doing a, Top Gun Maverick and an, a Baz Luhrmann's Elvis video, respectively. Like I'm planning on doing kind of a reaction, watch along, whatever you want to call it. Like I did with Tick, Tick, Boom after that came out. I'm going to yeah. do those two eventually. Elvis, because everyone on the planet would disown me if I didn't, because I'm like the spokesperson for that film. Pretty much. Um, And then Top Gun Maverick, just because I feel like I actually do have like stuff I want to say about the film um, and I'll take any reason I can find to rewatch it. So those are the things I have planned coming up, but I don't have a timeline. It's going to happen when I want it to happen. And um, I'm kind of just going with the flow of uh, creating stuff at this point because I'm really terrible creatively when I have to force myself to sure. do something. <laughs> Like I just I'm again I'm a I don't belong in this day and age of content creation <laughs> where I just like push stuff out just to push stuff out. I hear ya, I hear ya. But uh, no, I think I think that all sounds wonderful. I will gladly watch Top Gun Maverick again over and over. Yeah, especially that always. stupid uh, uh, dogfight <laughs> football scene. Yeah, I like, mean it's literally, literally they were like, listen. 
we accidentally stumbled into something magnificent with a volleyball scene that we didn't know was going to do anything at all. And now we've had this poor cast eating nothing but ice chips for six months to prepare their bodies for this dogfight. So we need a reason for Miles Teller to shimmy all of his abs on camera. If he's not going to flex like Slider did, we need something. (laughs) Yeah. They were like, basically, listen. You're going to do nothing but live in the gym for the next six months. And food, you're allergic to it. All of so. it. Can't have it. Hunger Games. <laughs> Let's go. Dude, Tom, Tom Cruise in that scene should be illegal. He is 60. <laughs> right? He is 60 years old, Allison. It's absurd. Like, absurd. what the heck? I'm I, never going to look that good in my life. I, and he's like 30 years older than me I, or something stupid. I can't even get out of bed without my knees hurting. And that's what Tom, <laughs> at 35, about to be 36, and that's what Tom Cruise looks like. I'll be 36 it's, by the time this episode comes out. And like my everything cracks. As I, I, just, I just don't understand. Like, Scientology is what it is. Well, apparently that's the answer, which... I'm not quite willing to go that far. I don't. I think. don't know. I might. We'll see. <laughs> ask, ask me in a few months. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> are they Are they having more fun than me? Probably going to go over there. <laughs> probably. Yeah. They're probably They're probably having so much more fun than the rest of us. So just much in more their fun own than little me. world. I literally. It's so like when my mom would be like, my mom would be like, oh, if everyone jumped off the bridge, would you do it? I'm like, I don't know. Are they having fun? Maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are the cool kids? Are doing- they? Listen, listen. Are we here for a good time? Or are we here for a long time? Exactly. Like, I'm like, what are they jumping on. off the bridge into? A big pool? Like that sounds fun. <laughs> I just might. And, and who is? It depends on who they is. Are they cool people? Right. Because Look, you know, I to be honest, I'm surprised I'm not addicted to more things because <laughs> literally, I'm the epitome of like people be like Allison. You don't have to do that. I'm like, but are you sure? <laughs> Like, do, are you sure I don't have to? Um, peer pressure is I, I have real. A really, I have a really specific addictive personality. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not addicted to like things that are like, you know, I don't drink a lot of alcohol and I don't do this and I don't do that. But I'm like, oh, this movie, I'm going to do nothing but talk about this one specific movie for the next year. And I'm going to like do 800 videos on it. And I'm going to like... It's the weirdest crap that I decide I need to be addicted to and I love like crazy it. about. I love it. I think that's amazing. Oh, Taylor, you're a gem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I love everything about this. And to all everyone else, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Flick and Reel on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on. And if you're listening on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe and comment with your thoughts on this film or any of the other films that we have discussed. And be sure to hit that little bell icon to get notifications for any times we have new content drop. You can follow the show on Twitter at NeverSeenItFNR, and you can follow me at Allison Salamone. And until next time, my friends, be safe, and let's go watch some more movies. Thanks, guys. Bye!